Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. This is our fourth and final episode of our Follow series. Yeah, if you have been following with us, uh, big thank you. Um, if you are a youth leader, also big thank you. You do yeah. so much for the lot in the lives of young people, and we appreciate you so much. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for the leader guide for this episode, go on to BibleStoryPodcast.com, find episode 185. Or you can just sign up for our email and get it delivered to your inbox. Yeah, we'll send it directly to you. Also, if you are someone listening to this podcast or watching us on YouTube uh, and you find it useful, funny, shareable, we ask you to do that. So subscribe and share it with maybe someone that you feel it could help. So like we said, this is the fourth episode of our follow series. We've been in, um, I think it's episodes 182 through 185. And... Yeah. So the first one was, it will be completely reorientating. Yep. The second one is, give up your own way. And then finally, <laughs> let me teach you. Yeah, that was our last week's episode. And this week, we will introduce it right away. We should give a little bit of background, though, before we do that. Mm -hmm. So Jesus had been, been celebrating the Passover, which is the celebration of the uh, Jewish people or the Israelite people being um, allowed to get away from Egypt where they were slaves and become their own nation. Right. Jesus also talked several times to the disciples about his death, which mm. kind of confused them and, I mean, obviously worried them. It was a conversation he didn't shy away from, but certainly didn't, it didn't make sense to all of them. Yeah, and, and he referenced that a lot throughout his, his mm. time with the disciples. But there was also this reality and, and we get to see the complete story of, yeah. of Jesus and his disciples well they didn't right they were in the moment they're like really Jesus you're gonna die <laughs> sure yeah but the reality was he was actually going to die fairly soon yeah and so he is teaching them some things that you're like hey if you need to know anything if you remember anything please remember this and mm -hmm. so this is part of that teaching that Jesus gave to his disciples just before he passed. So our big idea for this week is remain in my love, not our love, but Jesus's love. So this is Jesus talking to the disciples saying, remain in my love. So we're going to be looking at John chapter 15 verses 1 through 17. And I think it would be a really good idea if uh, we just referenced back to that passage of scripture. Yeah. So maybe right now, just take some time, press pause, and read through that, yeah. and then we're going to look at some of those specific verses throughout uh, this lesson today. We kind of broke it into like really three questions, I guess, Yeah, you would say. That's right. So one of the questions is this. The first one is, in, in regards to remaining in my love, or in Jesus' love, mm -hmm. how do we actually do this? Like, right. what is the tangible way to remain in Christ's love? Mm -hmm. And then a, a question... I mean, I get all the time or I even ask myself all the time is like, well, what's the point? Like, what comes, if I do this well, what comes from doing mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And finally, how will our love grow as mm -hmm. a result of remaining in Jesus' love? So those are the three questions. We're going to get into this right now. And But before we do that, I've got a little story that I think will be helpful to understanding a few things about our lesson today. So I've got a few kids at home and they love to play sports. And as a result, I have found myself coaching 
often, and usually as an assistant coach, when they were really young, they played hockey and they had so much fun doing that. They learned to skate, they learned to pass, they learned to stick handle, they learned to shoot, they learned to be good teammates. They learned to have a lot of fun that first season. And that first season was all about just play, just have fun. There's really, they didn't know if they were winning or losing. Uh, we didn't even play that many games. Um, they were just having fun learning to play hockey. Well, it comes around to the second, maybe even was it, maybe it was the third season, and the kids are beginning to become more competitive. They're becoming aware of, you know, have I won the game? Have I lost the game? I want to try hard because I want to be the winner. And they're enjoying hockey again in these uh, next few seasons. But we had one boy, one young boy on the team, and he just didn't seem to care. In fact, he was a consistent disruption to the entire group. He would not listen to the head coach, no matter what the head coach would say. And I have to say that not every head coach is perfect, but this guy, he was pretty awesome. He was super patient and he was quite gentle. And as a result, you know, you would think that this boy would come around, but he just didn't. Well, I found myself sitting next to this boy once. And so I just, I asked him, hey, how is your, how's your hockey season going? How are you enjoying it? And he just shrugged, eh, eh. And kind of giving the impression that he was indifferent to the whole thing. So I pressed in a little bit further and, and, I, and I asked him, you know, it kind of seems like you don't want to, to listen to, the, to our head coach and when you're doing drills or he's teaching something that you're just wanting to do other things. Well, we had a, a good conversation after that point. And what I learned is that this young guy, he just really enjoyed his first year, maybe first couple of years of hockey. But now that things were getting more competitive, now that there were some things where he, his teammates were trying harder and, and he just was losing interest. He doesn't want to compete like they did and, and he was just wanting to play. He wanted to be a goofball and he certainly was a goofball. Uh, when their kids were in the dressing room, he had the most fun out of any of the kids. Well, all of that to say, um, he started out the season at the same level as most of the other kids. But as a result of not listening, as a result of not obeying the head coach, he didn't progress at the same level. And the other kids began to pass him and really developed quite a lot. And he just stayed here because he just refused to do any of the drills and, and do any of the activities and, and sessions with the other kids. And that became really difficult. And like I said, the, the head coach was kind, he was gentle, he was patient, but it just didn't seem to work. Well, no matter what we did, it didn't help. And one of the things that we noticed is that, is that the head coach, even though he was this kind person, that this boy was distancing himself further and further and further from the head coach. So the more we submit or the more we obey the people who want to help us grow, like a, a teacher or a coach or whomever it might be, the more we grow closer to that person and the more desire we actually have 
to to listen and to to obey them. So it is all to say this. The whole point of the story is this: closeness and a good, healthy relationship goes real hand in hand with obedience, particularly when it comes to people who are helping us grow in in some in some fashion. John, I really appreciated that story. I think uh, the illustration of learning from a coach or a mentor or someone who really cares about us is is something a lot of us can relate to. I think we need to go back to the three questions though, because Absolutely. a story is great, but it, I think the application of today's scripture is really like, not simple, but it's like in our face a little bit. Like it's yeah. sometimes scripture is a story and we've talked about lots of different stories and, and it's like, you have to kind of search for the application. This one is really in front of us. I yeah. Think. Like Jesus is not using a story to teach them. He's just saying, he's just laying it out there. This is how you have a good relationship. Exactly. Okay. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we remain in Jesus's love through obedience? Mm. Okay. So it gives us, if you read the scripture in verse 10, it kind of alludes to that gives us a good description. Yeah. If you obey if you love me, you will obey my commands. It's essentially what Jesus is saying here. Yeah. And then our desire to obey Jesus more is kind of fueled because we learn and grow in the experience of his love. Mm. It's like we get a taste of it and we want more of it because we understand that actually obeying Jesus is a good and healthy thing to do. I think one of the things that we recognize is that Jesus is the perfect example of these things. He's not asking us to do something that he himself hasn't done uh, or, or doesn't understand. We actually get into it later that he became fully human for that point. Mm. To, we can relate to him in those ways. And so as we obey Jesus and follow his commands and, and understand him more, it's it actually becomes easier and we want it more because we say, man, like, it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's, I'm thriving. I am living my life to the full because of what Jesus is teaching me. Yeah. Jesus obeyed perfectly his father and he mm -hmm. asks us to do the same with him. Mm -hmm. Now that desire does grow on us, Braden. And, yeah. I, and I have to be honest, even though that desire has grown in me over the years, yeah. there are times when I'm just like, obey, obey you, Jesus. I don't think so. Oh, like, yeah. I am. I am going my own way right now. And I, th I think, I mean, there's a story where doesn't God or Jesus ask someone to give up their entire life's savings, like yeah. all of their money, all of their possessions. And, and so there's time when it comes down to the idea of like discipline and commitment and saying, I know because Jesus is perfect in this, that he actually knows better than I do. So it takes discipline. It takes yeah. commitment. It takes some resolve. Here's an old word for you. It takes some gumption. Gross. <laughs> Gross word. It was an old word. I, oh. it, it takes a lot of trust, actually. I think is is that's a good those things. It's because that we trust they have our best interest and growth in a relationship with Jesus at the heart of it. Yeah. Okay. So the second question that we asked at the beginning yeah. was, "What's the point of all this? Why should we do all of this?" I think we can ask, and God will answer mm -hmm. and give us anything we want. It says that in verse. Seven. Yes. So if we ask, he'll give it to us. And I think that's a pretty good motivation okay. to do what he's saying. Well, 
I, so, yeah, I mean, it does say that. It also says in First John. I've got a big list here of things that I'm going to. No. Verse 7. Okay, it just want me to. Just let's try it. Whoa. Okay. All right. Here we are. He's over there for a second. <sighs> it does say that. It says, ask and it will be given. It says, seek and you shall find. But here's the thing the closer we grow with Jesus, the closer in relationship we are with Jesus, the more we obey him, the closer our relationship and bond becomes with God the desires of our heart become more godly. And so we are not asking for things that are selfish in nature or money to make our lives better, but we end up asking for things that God would want and desire for his kingdom. Our desires become God's desires. And that's a really cool thing. Okay, so I've got this list now. This list doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. Okay, the other thing yes. that that comes about as a result of of obeying and, and remaining in God's love mm -hmm. is that it produces fruit within us. And the fruit is simply um, the result of God's love flowing through us. So think right. of it as a vine and branches. You know, the vine pulls up all of this nutrients from the ground, pushes it out to the branches. The branches then produce this fruit, but it only produces fruit um, as a result of what's coming through that branch. Yeah. And, and that's and that's love Yeah, in this case. That's yeah. Jesus' love to us that's being pushed. So all these things will be things that are, are, that are marked by God's love. Yeah. It's uh, hard to understand sometimes because we don't really have vines here in Canada. <laughs> they freeze mm. all the time. Um, but... I got to travel and see actual grapevines, and it was really cool. They are thick and they are lush, and the grapes that come off of them, they're sweet and they are good. And it really puts into picture, it really demonstrates this picture well as to why that would have been used as an illustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so our final question, which is this. Yeah. How will my love, mm -hmm. your love, your love grow as a result of, mm -hmm. you know, remaining in Christ's love? Okay, so the thing that you're saying is that our love is different from Christ's love. I think it is. Yeah, I think we have a question that's going to touch on that in our discussion questions, but piece that together. Well, I think I think my love, mm -hmm. apart from God, um, gets twisted by my sinful nature. Right. And it often ends up being self-serving. Mm -hmm. Even though, even when I don't think it is, it can sometimes be that. Yeah. And so my love is not quite like his. And so I, I feel like mine runs out at times. Yeah. Like my, my own personal love, it says in the Bible that God's love is abundant, like, mm -hmm. like endless, right? Boundless. And it's like, man, there is days when I'm sorry that I'm talking to one of you or I'm talking to you and I feel like my love has, has run short. It is expired. <laughs> okay, so let me read verses 12 to 13. Okay. Or 12 and 13. Okay. And I think that gives us a really good picture of what Christ's love looks like. Okay? okay. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So, Braden, lots of people don't pick up on this. Yeah. But I think Jesus actually gave his life for humanity twice. So, and we talked a little bit about this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just letting you say it because I don't want people to get mad at me. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. Jokes. No, I agree. I agree with you. I think people don't pick up on it because it's not like an obvious death. 
in terms right. of like how what we would say maybe the second one right when his second death was so, so the first one yes the first one is found in philippians chapter 2 right yeah and it's this idea that jesus died to his divine maybe right or divine power to actually become fully human so it's it's one of the most amazing reasons that jesus understands who we are not only because he is our creator and and knows us so intimately but actually he has experienced life and the pressures and the questions that we too have experienced and continues to be the perfect example of walking through those things. He mm -hmm. gave up his life as God to become human. Yeah. And the second, well, he he gave up his humanity. He actually died physically. Yeah. And we see this uh, described in John 3.16 and also 1 Thessalonians 5, chap or chapter 5, verse 10. Right. Why don't you read that? Okay, so this is 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 10 says Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns we can live with him forever so that is the reason behind his death mm. his his worldly death that he gave up this life he sacrificed himself so to give us eternal life with him so as we remain in Christ's love, mm -hmm. we are obedient to him. We find that we can ask him anything that we want. And what we want will become more and more like him mm -hmm. and his desires. And our love will actually begin looking a lot like his, where mm -hmm. he gave up his life, his rights to become like us and to save us. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Hey, a growth tip is a way to, for us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So, okay. God has shown us each his love. We've hopefully experienced it in lots of different ways. And I find that each day is kind of different, yeah, actually. Um, so we're the branches of this vine. We are kind of the extension of God's love into the world. And as we remain connected with God, we bear fruit, which is sweet and it's good. Mm -hmm. And it, it helps people around us thrive and be healthy and, and experience God's love, mm -hmm. which is really cool. It's a, such a honoring experience really yeah. that we are able to kind of step into that relationship. It's the fruit that comes out of us as yeah. branches is yeah. the way they experience Christ's love, yeah. which is kind of blows your mind when you stop to think about yeah. it. It's a responsibility, but it, it is an honor. It is well. such a huge privilege. Yes. So there's two things that I would like to point out here. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is this. Our relationships with the people around us will grow healthier as we remain in God's love. Yeah. Christ's love. Yeah. And our relationship with Jesus will continue to grow. Yeah. Which is awesome. The second thing is our understanding of ourself becomes how God sees us and created us. So it's, it is a much more full and rich picture of who we are, our purpose and who God created us to be because we are closer to understanding God. Mm -hmm. So those are two of the way, things that we'll, that we'll grow in mm -hmm. as we remain in Christ's love. Mm -hmm. Now we want you to do something. We want you to list with your friends, uh, with your group, a bunch of ways God loves you. And just reflect on how 
great God is and how much he loves you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a quick recap is of, you know, kind of our whole idea is if we remain in God, continue to obey him, our love will grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we can ask for anything mm -hmm. and he will give it. And what's interesting is the things that we want to ask for, the things that we desire, will be aligned with the things that God is about. Mm -hmm. And our love will grow more like Jesus's love. So we, again, like John said, the things that Jesus's love allows us to desire and, and that align ourselves with God, God's kingdom is how we're going to want to show love to the people around us. Okay, so we've got some questions for you guys. Here is the first one. Question one is all about obedience. And I got to admit, not my favorite word. In fact, if you tell me to obey, my natural inclination is to go against that and say, I don't need to obey. I'm, I'm my own person. Yet our desire to obey God grows as we experience the fruit that comes from obeying God. And so here's the question. Is God challenging you to be obedient in a certain area? Uh, what fruit may come about as you are more obedient to God? Hit pause and discuss. We said you can ask God for anything, right? And knowing that it's inspired by God's love, what would you like to ask God for? Hit pause and share. And question three. How has your love for other people changed as you receive and understand God's love for you more deeply? Hit pause and discuss. Thank you all for joining us today. We, again, as always, really appreciate you being here. Be sure to pray with one another before you end your time in discussion um, and lift those things up to God. Maybe ask some really big things of God this week. Mm -hmm. Remember, friends, there is no perfect follower of Christ. We are all doing this by the grace of God. So don't try to be perfect. Just be you because Jesus loves you just the way you are. Mm -hmm. Thanks for, you know, experiencing this series with us and, and following through with us. We're excited for the new series uh, that are going to be coming out. We pray that you remain in God's love always.